Welcome back to season two, episode 13 of Young Flirty and Not Thriving. I said that yes. very enthusiastically, so you're welcome. Just really want to bring the buzz to this episode, <laughs> I guess. Um, I do not know what I'm talking about right now, but that is fine. We are going to move through this intro as smoothly as possible. So we just wanted to remind everyone that we still have the giveaway. Uh, we have some work that are already in our last episodes. And then you're going to be looking for another word in this episode. Our last word will be next episode. So for those of you who don't know about the giveaway, you're going to be taking a word from the last few episodes and putting them all together to create a five word phrase. And then the week between episode 14 and 15, you will DM us the uh, phrase that you think that we made. And then you'll have the opportunity to get a $75 gift card. The, the other announcement that we wanted to talk to you about is that we are going to have a special guest on next week. And she has been asking for us to post some questions to our social media for you guys to answer that we could possibly bring into the next episode. So please be on the lookout for that. And if you see us asking some questions to please response so we have some good content yeah. for next week we will move right on over to hot takes uh Haley wrote the word <laughs> milk and that's it so I just would like her to clarify or expand a little what she means speaking of good content <laughs> I am a firm believer that milk is the superior drink okay Same. I couldn't remember because I mean people Agreed. get really heated when they start talking about milk some people won't drink it at all no plain. no and I'm like how could you not okay oh my gosh I feel so much better now because I was like I yeah. feel like you're like on you know one end of the spectrum for sure yeah and I couldn't remember what end but milk is delicious and mm -hmm. I think that it can I don't know it can just it can be enjoyed anytime any day any place <laughs> like I just I really love milk and I just <laughs> I just feel strongly about that because other <laughs> people go on yeah tell me more I, I feel like so many people I get that you're lactose intolerant but you don't have to hate on milk yeah. That's your body's fault. That's not yeah. my fault. And that's not Milk's fault. Not Haley coming after the people who have a legitimate like dairy intolerance. That is a problem with your body. That is not a problem with milk. Yeah, Sorry so to come out and attack yourselves. you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a personal problem. So well, it's like Haley's coined phrase, get over it. Get um, over it. Just get over your dairy intolerance. Figure it out. Yeah. Get Figure over it. it out or don't judge me for drinking milk. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty freaking good. So, so then the question comes, mm -hmm. what is your favorite flavor of milk? I like 1% is my go-to. 1% white milk. No. But she's a one you're an Idaho girl. Mm. So you are very familiar with Reed's Dairy. Yes. And that is just about the only chocolate milk that I will drink because ever since I had it in college, I mean, once you have Reed's Dairy chocolate milk, you can't me, go like, back. I can't go back. Have you had their cookies and cream though? Is the real question. I haven't because I just always go for the chocolate. I'm never there long enough now to even show an interest in trying something else. So next time. Yeah. I'm about to ship you some of that because honestly, please. it is 
god tier like it is so good it is it is better than chocolate milk it's better than vanilla it's better than strawberry it is god tier so i i have considered asking this is how much i love milk i have considered Mm -hmm. asking for reed's dairy milk to be delivered as like a christmas or birthday present (laughs) because i love it so much the amount of shipping that would cost just to keep it cold oh it's ridiculous i looked into it oh oh you're serious about this oh no i'm serious. serious inquiries i love milk yeah so then what about the other the other drinks out there you know juice water they just apple juice is delicious orange juice is delicious but Mm -hmm. milk i mean i always have milk in the fridge Mm -hmm. i and even in college i go through a gallon of milk a week on my own i don't blame you it's so good and that's just i don't know that's that's my family's thing. My mom would have to buy six to 10 gallons a week for my family because, you know, having five kids, mm-hmm. we all go through our own gallon a week, essentially. <laughs> and then it, it, we are bound to have a friend or two over throughout the week. The one thing that we know about you now is that your bones are so strong. I have never broken a bone, twisted mm-hmm. an ankle, mm-hmm. not, no fractures. I'm no also not very athletic. Absolutely not. So <laughs> not for this gal. <laughs> you know, the, the character from the chocolate episode of SpongeBob where he's like, I have chocolate. paper or I have skin made of paper and bones made of glass. Yes. You're like the opposite of him. I'm the opposite. You're not I am the fish. poster child for got milk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. Oh, thank you. I feel like I've learned a lot today. So yeah, all the way from milk to rent. Rent. Yeah, uh, this is a drastic turn in conversation, but I appreciate how we started this. (laughs) Just (laughs) went off with a bang, didn't we? So rent. I don't know that this is necessarily like so much of a hot take because I think a lot of people could agree with it, but it's just really grinding my gears lately. And I just need to (laughs) rant about it for a second. Go for it. Rent is so expensive. And for what? For what? Because last I checked in the state of Idaho, no prices in anything else is going up. Water prices aren't going up. Electricity, gas, nothing. Like barely. Renter's insurance, not really going up that much. Besides that, I have to pay for renter's insurance separately. So what does it even matter if it's going up? The price, like that you, the fact that you have to pay for a parking spot makes no sense to me. It's free ground. It is ground. It it is just a place to put your car. And especially when we lived, so Haley and I lived at the same apartment complex, as many of you know, and they charged us to park at this place. And it made absolutely no sense because (laughs) they were charging us to park in a parking lot that literally only had like 30 cars out of a hundred spots. What were we competing with? Ghosts? Yeah. I don't know. And it wasn't even like, I don't, remember how much parking was but i feel like it wasn't worth it to do it no because it's not like they made that much money off of it no and it also didn't make any sense because it wasn't like we were taking up space from other people there was plenty of spots and i remember one semester that we had together i'm sure Haley remembers this they were bad about it they were like booting 
every single car that they saw that wasn't um, certified for this apartment complex. Mm-hmm. So it just, that didn't make any sense. So then, you know, I'm, I'm looking at apartments. Um, by the way, guys, I have an apartment secured. I've been waiting to announce it, which is, uh, it's beautiful. So, it's so beautiful. I'm so excited, but yeah, I didn't want to say anything and like jinx myself until I had it. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have an apartment secured, but when I was like looking at this, the apartment complex, either they needed me to be able to cover about two months of rent, which uh, that makes sense. Like, so you have something to like back you up, but if you had a guarantor, which is somebody that basically you can fall back on, if you can't afford the rent, then they pay for you. They had to prove either in their savings, which thankfully they asked for savings because there was no way they were going to prove it through income but Mm -hmm. six months worth of rent. My rent is over a thousand dollars. That means that they would have had to have like $7,000 in the bank or something Mm -hmm. per month of income. Tell me how, when most jobs around here barely scratch like $2,000 and they had to have 6,000. So it's just, it's like absolutely ridiculous. And then, and that's for like a small two bedroom apartment for myself. Mm -hmm. If I'm looking at- other apartments. Uh, one of my friends actually posted about this um, today on her Facebook. She has a couple kids, so they need a couple bedrooms. I think they had they were looking for like three bedrooms, one bath or something, and it yeah. still was upwards of two thousand dollars a month oh in rent. And I'm sitting That's here like, here. who are we, New York? Like, what <laughs> what is happening? And I get that more people are moving here, so the demand is higher, but there is no reason for it to be that expensive. So what my mom told me is there's actually a bill um, trying to get passed by legislature that basically states that apartment managers can't charge people. I think it's just for the state of Idaho, but Mm -hmm. they can't charge people more than what the actual like apartment is worth in rent. And I am just crossing my fingers that gets passed Yeah, because that means that some of these management places are going to have to lower their rent. So I just wanted to rant about that. I don't know. How do you feel, Haley? (laughs) No, I've noticed that too. And I think it goes into a lot of people with the housing market right now, you know, wanting to buy and flip and they're being told, oh, well, this is a great investment for you, but they're really taking advantage of people in that town, especially when you get into to Rexburg and Idaho Falls, taking advantage of college students, taking advantage of young families mm-hmm. that have no other choices. Mm-hmm. You and come they do. through and you make, you know, all of these upgrades to try to upsell, you know, now your investment property where you could have bought that and still made a great investment, but still rented it out for a fair price and mm-hmm. helped a family get into a home mm-hmm. is what I see instead of taking advantage of the situation. And I feel like that's happening all over the country now. Mm-hmm. And I just think it, it's a little ridiculous. So it'll be interesting to see because I feel like I read the other day that Wall Street owns every like one in every five houses now. Oh my god! And thinking about the amount of homes that Zillow is now buying just to own property to turn it back around and have control of the market and i just think i'm so lucky that i decided to buy a house when i did Mm -hmm. i mean i have a friend in utah right now looking at new homes around oh 
um, <laughs> Springville. And Yikes. for the same square footage, you know, same specs as my house, it's upwards of $460,000, $470,000, which is twice yep. as much as I paid for my house here. It's about how much it is around here, too. And the fact that teachers get paid about $15,000 less mm-hmm. in Utah. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Where is the sense in that? And we can sit and blame inflation and stuff, but it's like if the market is inflating, then so should the amount of pay that we're getting. Yeah. Our yeah. our wages should be getting higher too. The problem mm-hmm. is, is they haven't raised minimum wage in years, like yeah. 20 years but everything else is getting way more expensive. It, it, it literally COVID is like one of the thing. This is one of the things I can think from COVID is one of the only reasons um, some of these minimum wage jobs are actually like raising their wages to somewhat decent wages. And even mm-hmm. then they still couldn't be better. No. And like, I think about the area where I teach in where mm-hmm. there's so much gentrification happening where I don't think my school will be there. And three to five years because they're starting to build up and develop more around that area, starting to take over the low-income housing and, you know, putting up newer, more expensive housing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, over the next few years, they're going to want a new big elementary school in the area and they're not going to want to send students, their students to our school yeah so they are pushing our families out and Mm -hmm. where are they supposed to go i don't know but i'm sitting here (laughs) thinking that if if the government and everybody else is gonna push all of these people out of their houses and not help um then they should be the ones responsible for making sure that those people have places to stay providing more homeless shelters providing uh more food and access to things like that like don't make us lose our jobs or push us out of our homes and then blame us for it. Well, yeah. And then don't complain that, you know, the fast food place by your house is short staffed Mm -hmm. while also saying, oh, well, people working in fast food should have, you know, gotten their education Mm -hmm. to afford housing or whatnot. Mm -hmm. It's a like, double well, those standard. are the same people. Those yeah. are the same people that have decided yeah. that they're fed up and done working those jobs and are looking for something better. But you need someone working the drive-through lane. So mm-hmm. maybe we should be presidents. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I'd like to be in charge of a few things. Yeah. Um, next election. <laughs> Vote us as your presidents. Do you remember when Nick Jonas <laughs> used to say that he would run for president? Oh, and he's old enough. Oh my gosh. I Back love that the day for him when he was like 14. I wish he was still keeping up with that. I oh. would vote for him. <laughs> I would. Yeah, he would make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, are you ready okay. to move on to thriving, not thriving? Yeah. How are you doing? I am doing pretty good. Like I said, I've got my apartment secured. Um, I've been playing The Sims to decorate my. <laughs> future (laughs) apartment (laughs) with money that I obviously don't have and I don't know like I got my homework done quicker this weekend than I thought I would yeah I think things are going pretty okay I just normal thriving I guess nothing too crazy how are you uh you know I am thriving too yeah I had a good weekend 
went to a baby shower out in the mountains at like a fancy new vineyard where I sipped on some uh, ice cold water <laughs> and charcuterie. Ice cold grape water. Ice cold. Yeah. Yep. No grapes were, were in my drink. But... No grapes were harmed. <laughs> Yeah. During this vacation. I went to like a new place for dinner, trying to try, trying to like go to new restaurants. And then my hair, I got my hair done a few weeks ago. It's and beautiful. I still get compliments on it every single day. As you and should. I love it. It's so I pretty. Love it. <laughs> it looks so good. So that's just like, ooh. And I worked out today for the first time since <gasps> last summer. Yes. I was like, you know what? I packed my clothes yes. with me this morning. So I didn't have a reason to go home and sit on the couch. And luckily I did that because I had to stop somewhere on my way to the gym mm -hmm. uh, for Logan to drop off his old lease. Mm -hmm. He bought a new car. And I had to sit outside of the car dealership for like 10, 15 minutes and I fell asleep in the car <laughs> in the parking lot. So I'm like, you know what? I'm already dressed. We're going to the gym. Had I gone home and, you know, sat on the couch, I would have been out. So Yeah. But you did something. <laughs> but I did something. Now you're so flirty I'm... and fresh. Thriving. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I can tell. You're just oh, you're just looking beautiful all around. Oh, thank you. Are we ready for our break and then we'll come back with questions? Yes. Everyone get hydrated. We all need it. I am how do I word this? I was gonna say I'm a lot more dry than I usually am. I mean, I can't speak to that, so time for okay. our break. Welcome back. I hope you're hydrated again after that really uncomfortable uh <laughs> end of our last segment. I'm very sorry about that. I thought I was done with that, but apparently I still had a little more in me, you know? <laughs> so we have some questions today, some fun questions, and this will be our last question type episode that that's just from like our, our normal forms. We have a couple other things going on for the next couple episodes. So if you have any more questions that either haven't been answered yet, or you you want to ask us, um, you may want to hold off on those for just a minute. But just so yeah. you know, this is all we've got for now. Haley, what is question one? Yes. Question one is, what is something you want to do with your partner before you get married? So when we first read this question, I have to admit we were a little confused as to, you know, what exactly this person is asking? Is it like, you know, what do you want to experience with your partner? Like before getting engaged to know if you want to get married or like a checklist of things that you want to do before you get married. So hopefully mm -hmm. we answer your question. If not, feel free to reword it and resubmit it. And we would love to know what exactly you meant. So I kind of took it as like a combination of things that I think are good before you get married. Because even if you're engaged, 
I mean, you can end an engagement if you feel that it's not right for you or the right time. So my first thing is to take a road trip with just the two of you. And this is because I love, I love going on trips. I love being in the car. And I don't think there's any harm in seeing, you know, that side of someone where, you know, how do they respond to being in the car for more than three or four hours? Are they someone who has to use the bathroom every like hour or two? Can they handle being in the car for that long? I also feel like it's a really good time for you guys just to bond where you know maybe you're driving and the first two or three hours you get to pick the music and then you swap who's driving and they get to pick the music or logan and i have played like a road trip abcs where we go back and forth so we get to pick every other song and i just feel like that's a good good bonding time you get to know your partner in a different way and you know you get to see you know kind of what they're like on a lack of sleep or you know without (laughs) all the other distractions then on top of that i also think that taking a trip with both families to see what vacations are like especially if you are from a family that tends to have like an annual vacation that that's just something that i feel like you should be aware of not that it could be you know a breaking point or you know, a deciding factor, but I feel like there's no harm in doing that before you get married, kind of to get an idea of what you want. Um, and then other things that you want to do with your partner before you get married. I feel like I'm a big believer in experiencing all four seasons with someone. I feel like you really need to see them, you know, at their lowest point. You know, for me, I absolutely love the summer, very outgoing, but throughout the fall and winter is when I'm a little more antisocial and I like to stay in and just cozy up. And I feel like that's just something good that you should know about your partner so that, you know, if you meet in the summer and you hit it off, then you shouldn't be surprised if you meet someone in April and get married by August or September and all of a sudden you see the change in a personality after you're married and that's not something that you vibe with then that would really suck yeah so those are just a few things that i thought of what about you oh those are all so good um especially the one about like just seeing the person through a whole time of life or like a whole span of the seasons just because everything is so different so I was kind of thinking about some of the things that I would either want to know about my partner or want to do with them because I think I I kind of took it you know the same way as Haley where I was just like is this asking more logistical questions or like is this a fun <laughs> question I couldn't really tell uh, I would mm-hmm. say for something logistical this is this is so important to me but I think there are things that we just look over when we are choosing a partner that we don't think are that important, but are actually super important. Um, So things like holidays or uh, who's going to be in charge of what part of the money, what side of the bed yes. do you like to sleep on? What, what type of temperature do you like to sleep in? You know, like there's, there's a lot of things that like, maybe Ooh, we just yeah. don't know for sure. Um, I would hope that you've dated the person long enough that like, you know, most of those things, but there still might be things that you're just unsure of, right? We're always learning about the person mm-hmm. we're with. And so um, one of my teachers gave me this like... <laughs> 
book of questions I actually have it here so I may have to like take some pictures of it and like post them to our social media or something because it's (laughs) just great but it's basically questions that you can ask your partner when you're engaged um or before you get engaged just to make sure that it's somebody you want to get engaged to right and it's it's stuff like that just stuff that you may not think of is this person a last minute packer are they uh on a vacation are they the go 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 type or do they need to like sit and hang out like there's just things you don't think of um and oh, i'm like yeah. man you know as much as you want to think oh it won't matter to me a lot of those little things can add up and so if it was just a few things it's like okay whatever but some of those things can really and add up and end up being detrimental to your relationship so i would definitely want to check those things as far as fun <laughs> kind of like wants i think I don't know. To me, it's like, if I'm going to get married to this person, it doesn't matter if it's before or after, like I'll have the chance to do things with them regardless. Yeah. But I do think it would be fun just like as a dating couple to go on a vacation or something kind of like what Haley was saying, just because I think the romance is a little higher at that point. Um, or maybe like you kind of got the little love blinders on a little more. So it, I, I don't know. It just, I think it would be more exciting or more fun than maybe when you're like 20 years into marriage and don't care if somebody sleeps on a couch, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That might be kind of fun to do. I I don't, I don't know particularly if there's anything else. I think if I can do it with them when I'm dating, then I can do it when we're married, you know? So I don't know. That was Mm -hmm. a very terrible answer to that question. No, I think you made a lot of good points and things that, you know, I had thought of throughout Mm -hmm. the week trying to prepare, but I didn't remember to type out. I especially like that you mentioned with vacations, knowing if that's someone who has to be up and entertained at all times or someone who Mm -hmm. does not like to go out and they just Mm -hmm. want to sit and hang out in the hotel room because that can, I mean, I know Mm -hmm. some couples and that works for them and they really don't mind. They've been married for 10 plus years and it has never faced the partner and others where it drives Mm -hmm. them up the walls. So you have to know, you know, is this Mm -hmm. something that I'm okay with? And you don't have to marry someone that is on that same level as you, but you have to think if that's a priority for you, if you really Mm -hmm. enjoy going out and you like to be busy, busy, busy on vacation and you want a partner that's busy, 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 then, you know, that's something that you have to consider. I think that extends to more than just a vacation too. If you're, if you're the go, go, go person, yeah, weekends, free time, if you're at the mall, if you're shopping, like there's so many ways that that can like extend into and so maybe it is good that you Mm -hmm. know that kind of thing about your partner or the person that's just really relaxed Mm -hmm. and doesn't want to do anything if you're the kind of busy body that needs you know somebody that that -hmm. wants to clean and is kind of more in charge and like gets things done you're probably going to go crazy if you have somebody that just sits around all day and does nothing. Yeah. Like I'm very much a busybody mm-hmm. on the weekends. I see it as, oh my gosh, I have this free time. I need mm-hmm. to go out and like live my life. <laughs> and Logan really mm-hmm. likes to sit back and relax. And so we kind of, you know, alternate our weekends or figure out, you know, something that we enjoy going out and doing together where like, you know, I get to feel busy, but it's also relaxing for him. That's perfect. 
it works. It's not that those two personality types can't work together. It's just you have to find no. a way to make it work. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you have to know that. And I would say the last thing with this question, is, and I've just seen this in a lot of the relationships around me, is to understand the culture of the family that mm. you're potentially marrying into with like, how do they spend their time? How do they spend their alone time? How do they spend mm-hmm. family time together? Do they like all spending time together in one big room? And do they have family that live around them where, you know, family is very important? Do they spend a lot of time together, but maybe it's more of the men doing more stereotypical men things and the women doing stereotypical women things? Do they go away on family vacations together or is it a men's weekend? And a ladies weekend where Mm -hmm. everything is very separate, Mm -hmm. but still within that family unit, because I've seen, you know, a a few marriages really fall apart because, you know, you have one person coming from, you know, a family centered environment, but it's the entire Mm -hmm. family being together all the time as a unit. And then someone else coming from a very family centered environment, but it's split Mm -hmm. into genders. And so that just fully clashed because it wasn't what they were used to. Mm -hmm. One wants to spend time with their spouse because that's what they grew up with. And one says, well, I'm not used to seeing my parents spend time with each other. It's just the men and women hang out with each other separate Mm -hmm. and we're close with each other separately. So I think that's something that's really important to consider. Yeah. Just understanding those dynamics. Yeah. You ready for question question? two? Yeah. Yes. So before we go into that, we do have our word for the $75 giveaway and that word is 2022 so the year 2022 that is the next word and i'm sure by now if you've been listening to the other episodes you're probably about on to where we're going with this yep <laughs> with this <laughs> message uh this memo um but there is one very important word that none of you have yet <laughs> except nope. for us uh we're we're holding it hostage for the last episode or well I guess the last episode that we're doing this giveaway so the next episode so make sure you're listening especially to next episode because that's when that last word is coming in and that's an important one for you to have for the whole giveaway moving on to the question this was submitted anonymously and it says when it comes to money and budgeting do you think mental health needs are considered a necessity like nail polish for example for some people it helps them and also therapy what are your thoughts So Haley felt personally attacked by this question because she uses (laughs) nail polish as therapy. I I, I say, yeah, I totally agree. I think when you're going around and budgeting and putting money aside for things, um, some people will label this a little differently. They might label it as like fun money or um, free time money or whatever, but all of that is mental health related, right? Um, So If you want to get more specific, if you want to have like, I don't know, like activities money and then mental health money. So the money you would use to spend on your therapist appointment, or if your therapist gave you like homework, I had a therapist who would always like, um, ask me to read books. Mm -hmm. And so I, I probably should have had some money set aside. So I could have bought some of those books that she suggested for me because I just couldn't afford them at the time. Or just for, like you said, like just mental health care, if 
painting your nails is something that really helps you, then that's, that's the thing that like you should have some money saved for, right? Mm -hmm. If it, if it makes you feel better, then do it. It's just like having your little arsenal of medicine and bandages and all of that in your cabinet for when you get hurt or you have a headache or whatever. So you should also have that for your mental health needs. It's still health regardless. Um, I know people who will have like a mental health box. This might be something that you might be interested in doing where you get a box and you decorate it, make it all cute and just put a few things in there that you would use when you're having a tough day. So for instance, Haley would probably have her nail polish in there. She could not put milk in there. Um, it would go about bad, <laughs> but she could, she could put like her favorite candy bar in yeah. there, or if she likes like a certain flavor of chips, uh, maybe her favorite movie, or even just a paper, a piece of paper with like a list of comfort movies on there. Ooh, yeah. Um, you know, there's all sorts of ways you can make it, but that might be a good way to spend that money. And I think it's just as important as everything else you're trying to budget in. How about you, Haley? Ideas. Well, I was yeah. also thinking, you know, not knowing exactly what your you know, financial situation is right now, but depending on if you are given like sick days at work, mm -hmm. that maybe that's factoring in setting aside the money that you would normally make in a shift for like when you need a mental health day Oh, to good. know, you know, it's okay that I miss work because I've set this money aside to make up for the potential money lost during that shift. So that's something that you could keep in mind going off of that I don't know this maybe this should have been my hot take yeah I think that sick days should be mental health days too oh absolutely like yeah. I think if you need a mental health day then you should take it as a sick day because yeah. your brain is sick and yeah. and you need to recover mm -hmm. like I'm sorry. I, I don't buy into the fact that you need to be laying in bed and coughing and dying in order for you to take a sick day. No. If you've had a really bad day uh, mm -hmm. or like a really bad week, let's say you had a family member who passed away or something and you're just not dealing. Okay. I think that you laying in bed and watching a movie and crying your eyes out all day is, is a good enough excuse for a sick day. Yeah. And I have submitted sick days multiple times just saying, I'm taking a sick day. I won't be here tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. don't explain yourself. You don't have to. No, you don't have to explain no. yourself. You don't have to give, you know, a doctor's note or anything. You just say, hey, I'm out sick today. Won't be there. There's no, there's no need to explain yourself. No. You don't have to. And also, um, this might seem a little like off topic, but I promise to stick with me. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast talking about this last night, I think, where basically I think some people feel guilty about like not doing certain things for their mental health that mm -hmm. like everybody says they should do. Okay. So for example, everybody says go exercise for your mental health, right? But for some people that just really maybe doesn't work for them, like, yeah, there's some science behind it and whatever, but maybe that's just not their thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think you should spend $75 on running shoes for your mm -hmm. mental health if you're not going to go out and run. 
But if you know that when you feel sad, um, sometimes just like a thing of cold stone makes you feel better then have $5 set aside for ice cream instead. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, yourself best. So don't let other people like pressure you into doing certain things for your mental health. If that's not what works for you, like genuinely do what works for you. That's my two cents. No, I think that was great. I don't think I have anything else to add. Okay. Well, then our last question, Haley. Okay. So this is a long one. Um, but the person who submitted this uh, states, we went to dinner as an apartment and my roommate's boyfriend came with us. He offered to pay the bill at the end, but I noticed he only tipped 10% on like a $200 bill and rarely acknowledged the waiter. I thought it was really rude, so I went back and tipped the waiter more with cash. My roommate is now upset with me and thinks I overstepped and was ungrateful for her boyfriend paying. Not going to say the word. Was I the a-hole <laughs> for pitching oh, in on, for the tip? <laughs> come on, Haley. I know. Oh my gosh. We can make this this podcast e <laughs> right. Just, just click that explicit. Get a call. My mom would die. First off, I you know, this isn't a family going out to dinner. So I don't agree with the roommate thinking that it was overstepping. Like maybe if my dad took a new boyfriend out to dinner and paid and that new boyfriend thought he didn't tip well, like that would be seen as rude maybe. Whereas I don't think that it would be that big of a deal if Logan did it. So I feel like the situation in itself like shouldn't be as as deep as it is. Does that make sense? Like, okay. you know, it's not really someone in more like authority or power that's paying and it's seen mm -hmm. as like, oh, you're not grateful. Mm -hmm. But why are we not more worried about the roommate's boyfriend only tipping 10% and rarely mm -hmm. acknowledging the waiter? Yeah. I don't blame this person for mm -hmm. doing what they did. I don't know. I I don't either. I, like, I sure you have bad service. But for me personally, I will always tip if it's terrible service. 15%, great service, 20 to 25%. And I know yeah. that going into a meal, you know, I don't, I don't go to a restaurant and then see my bill and think, oh, wow, I have to leave a small tip because I can't afford this. Yeah. Don't go out to eat if you can't afford the tip. Absolutely not. And don't afford to pay the bill or like if you if you offer to pay the bill, I've been out with friends plenty of times where, you know, someone will offer to pay the bill and then everyone else will pitch in and like leave a really generous tip. That's actually a good idea. If one person covers the bill and then everyone else gives what they would have paid as a tip. I kind of yeah, like something that. like that. Or mm -hmm. even if someone else pays, then you just offer to cover like a normal tip and maybe you just give mm -hmm. a little bit more. Mm -hmm. No, I just, oh, that's a good <sighs> idea. You know, I totally agree with you on this one. I find it really frustrating when people are rude to wait staff. Yes. Because they forget that there's a human behind the apron too, right? I think about all of my jobs and there were some days where I probably was not the greatest to customers. Maybe I just, I was having a bad day and things were going really wrong. I remember specifically, I used to work in a greenhouse oh, yeah. and I remember that day, there was one day it had been really hot. 
I accidentally broke my AC, that my little portable AC. It was boiling. I had no food. I was out of water. There were bees everywhere, which I hate bees. Um, we had a million customers coming in and I was just, I just wanted to go home. I was so ready to go home. And like five minutes before I was supposed to go home, the loading truck with all the plants and stuff came uh-huh. and- so I couldn't close shop. So then all these customers kept coming in and people were trying to come in and out and, and loading and unloading things. And I, I ended up being there at least an hour afterwards. And, and some guy came in and I was just like sobbing, talking to him. Like I was talking to a customer Mm -hmm. just in tears because I was just so overwhelmed from that day. It had nothing to do with him. Mm -hmm. He probably walked in there expect A plus service. (laughs) And I was like Like, uh... having a complete meltdown. (laughs) And so, but it really, it had nothing to do with him. And so it's kind of one of those things. And I know that this isn't the person asking, this is not like on them at all. I'm just saying in general, like if you want to treat wait staff bad, I just want you to like take a step back for a second and think about like you have not seen their whole day or their whole mm-hmm. week. All you have gotten is a glimpse of them for 15 seconds, right? Yeah. And so if something, if they said something or did something that made you upset, they may have not even been thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And It could have just been a really bad day. More than that, if the person was really nice and like you could tell they were trying and then somebody like this boyfriend hardly acknowledges (sighs) them and doesn't give a very good tip, that makes me even more frustrated because it's like obviously Mm -hmm. this this waiter is trying. Like they are trying to give you the best service that they can and you're not doing anything. So when you see something like that, I don't think it was rude at all for you to go in and give more money. And I also don't find it rude and you may not agree with me on this okay I don't know I don't find it rude to like put extra emphasis on thanking the waiter so that the other people around me see that I'm doing it no I do that no thank you so much I really appreciate your service and then just kind of like giving the the other people a look No, I have done that before. My No, my biggest pet peeve when going out to eat with people is when they don't acknowledge the waiter, they don't say hello back. They Mm -hmm. don't acknowledge them as a human being or speak to them Mm -hmm. like a human being. And it's like they, you know, the waiter comes off up to the table and they're just like looking at the menu. I want this and I want this and I want this and no eye contact, nothing. And so Mm -hmm. I'm always that person that's like, thank you so much for my water. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Like overemphasizing. Like, like, come on, that's a human being standing in front of you. Why are you not connecting with them like just be nice they're they're doing their job besides that you're paying them to be there so be nice to them like you know (laughs) and I don't think that people were intentionally being rude because I've gone out with them multiple times but I've just noticed like that's part of their personality is like they're just very standoffish and so every time I you know I have to really step up my act and I'm like hi hello like I will help you feel seen and I am so sorry for the way that everyone else is behaving at my table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, please because don't spit in my food. It's like, even if that that's a 
their personality to be standoffish. I'm sorry. I don't think that's no, an that, excuse. I, no, I don't think so either. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's rude. And like that person, that waiter or waitress is bringing you your food. They're cleaning up after your table. They're making sure that you're taking care of the least you can do is say thank you. Yeah. Like it's not that hard. Yeah it's so frustrating when I see people do that and mm-hmm. so yeah I definitely like overemphasize uh-huh oh me too <laughs> so if you go out to eat with me and you see me overemphasizing it's probably because um, you're not I'm doing enough. some lack mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you know this is uh, this is like kind of on the same topic but and and this is something I didn't realize until like literally maybe a year ago that I should have been doing it so don't feel bad if you haven't been doing this like the whole time you've been eating out but maybe this is like a good reminder or like mm-hmm. something to let you know that's like really nice to do try and stack all of your plates and stuff at the end of the table so your your busboy or the waiter or waitress isn't having to like reach for them across the table um that saves them a lot of time and and, an extra energy that they don't need to be putting in Mm -hmm. just for something that you it could take you two seconds to do is just stacking the dishes at the end of the table I've heard that that's really kind to do Mm -hmm. and and a lot of the people that are bussing tables really really appreciate it so that's a good way to also show your gratitude for Mm -hmm. them um in a really small and free way if it's like hard for you to pay any more than the tip right yeah so oh that's um, nice yeah that that reminds me of like a little pet peeve that I have on different sides of my family my dad Mm -hmm. hates when he's still sitting at the table and people try to take the plates off of the table even if he's (laughs) done eating and then I have like another side of my family they hate sitting there talking with dirty plates in front of them and it's just so funny because like when we're all eating together and they come and take the plates, you know, half of them are like, oh my gosh, thank thank goodness. Like that was so rude of them to like keep the plates out. And then my dad's just like, I hate people leaning over me while I'm, you know, still at the table and they're like pulling food away from me. I was like, they're just very, they, I don't know. They're that's very strong a- feelings about what happens after the meal. And I'm like, that's I don't so know, it bizarre. doesn't faze me. I, I know. I was like, <laughs> I feel like a dirty plate doesn't bother. I don't even notice it. Yeah. But my dad's just like, well, we're getting up soon. There's no need to like, he just doesn't like people in his bubble. So he's like, mm, I'll pass sense. you the food, but like, don't mm-hmm. come around me and, and get it. grab the food. <laughs> But last thing about tipping, and I think you've probably experienced this because we've both worked at a pizza place. Mm -hmm. If you ever have a carryout order and you have a couple dollars, feel free to like give an extra tip to the people working in the back. Because there were some nights when people would do that and the assistant manager liked me. So some days if he didn't like the other kid working, he would just give me all the (laughs) tips. And I mean, it was like a $5 bill. Like that was it. It wasn't anything serious. But I was like, ooh, (laughs) yeah, I get tips. So it's just like a nice thing that I never even thought of before. You know, tipping. Well, a lot of people will what they'll do is they'll do carry out so they don't have to tip yeah and I'm like that is a backwards backwards way of thinking uh like genuinely sometimes I know (laughs) sorry Haley you're backwards I know I'm just kidding (laughs) 
but I'm it it's just one of those things it's kind of the whole like if you can't afford a tip don't go out to eat that kind of thing I think minus fast food restaurants right I think you should kind of go into it believing that you're going to tip so and sometimes you'll get into a place and they'll be like no we don't want tips like we don't accept them mm-hmm. but there's more and more places that are taking them yeah and you have to remember that like this is somebody's living wage like that yeah. there's a reason that they accept tips is most likely because the rest of their wage got cut and so now we're the ones who have to like make up for it I, Which I'm is not like saying unfortunate right. but like I'm saying it yeah it's kind of something you up. can do to help then mm-hmm. it's it's kind of screwed up and, and like, even the tip that you give, sometimes the full tip doesn't go to the person. It like gets split mm-hmm. between a bunch of people really just be generous, be nice. Um, yeah. but I, I just think people don't realize that like some of these people, they're only making like $3 an hour and kind of going back to my hot take, how can you afford a $1,400 apartment on $3 an hour with some tips yeah. when you're only getting like a dollar per tip? Mm-hmm. You can't. So I don't know. It is something that is the company's fault and it needs to be fixed. Um, Companies should be paying their employees a living wage regardless. And then if there's tips on top of it, that's great. But like they should be getting paid a minimum wage no matter what. Yeah. Oh, sorry. They should be getting paid a living wage no matter what. Yeah. But until that point, just try and help out. <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> because especially, if, and I've looked at this for South Carolina, but if you look at subsidized housing, the income requirements for that would be, I think, two, I don't know, maybe like two adults income requirements are like 32000 combined. You know, mm. a family of three with, you know, you have one child, then it's mm-hmm. like 35000 maybe and that's both parents working so how Mm -hmm. do you expect someone to have a full-time job where Mm -hmm. if they have the full-time job then they no longer qualify for the subsidized housing but they also can't afford rent in the Mm -hmm. area without it being Mm -hmm. subsidized so then they decide okay well one partner isn't going to work or is only going to work part-time or we're both going to work part-time so that we can figure out how to afford to live it's ridiculous uh, again, vote for us for yeah. president. All right. <laughs> that's, with that's Nick we, Jonas. Yes. That's what we want to leave you on is that Haley, Nick, and I are We're running for president. Running. Yeah. I looked it up. He said that he would be able to run in 2038. So because of the age okay. requirement. All right. So. You'll see us then. Yep. <laughs> We're starting our campaign now. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, that is it for this episode. Um, Definitely tune into our Instagram page or take a look because we will be asking you guys to submit questions on more specifically like skincare for our next episode. So we are very excited to record with the with a special guest and happy hashtag not thriving Thursday. Hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully you guys are thriving like us or if not, you know, take a mental health day and get over it. (laughs) Buy yourself some nail polish and yeah, that was a very, that was a very drastic. Yeah. um, (laughs) Yeah. It's like, how can you combine all three questions, you know? Go with mm-hmm. your partner to buy some nail polish and some cold stone and leave a good tip if you're not thriving this week. Help there someone we else go. thrive. Yep. Wow. That was great.
What a great way to end. (laughs) All right. Well, we will talk to you guys next week. Yep. See you then. Bye. Bye.